0: Welcome to episode number 183 of the Make It British podcast. You're in for a real treat today. You're going to love this episode because today I'm chatting with Brant Richards, who is one of the founders of Hebtro Co. Brant and his business partner Ed had an idea in the pub five years ago to start making trousers in Hebden Bridge, a town in Yorkshire that was once renowned for its trouser making and turned out 20,000 pairs a week. Brant and Ed launched the business on Kickstarter knowing nothing about trousers or any other type of garment for that matter. And within five hours of switching on their Kickstarter campaign, they had sold their first 176 pairs. So they both quit their jobs and they went on a journey that has since seen them turn over more than a million pounds and add to their range with jeans, shirts, socks, and now the pretty much infamous action blanket, which if you've not heard of it before, you're gonna wonder how you ever live without one once you hear Brandt explain exactly what it is. What I really love about what HedroCo have done is that they didn't start out to create a brand or create a collection They just made trousers. They just tested out whether anyone wanted to buy their trousers and then they created more items as and when they discovered UK manufacturers to make them. In other words, they didn't create anything that they couldn't achievably get made in the UK and know that they could sell. I had such fun recording this chat with Brant. He's got some real gems in here about how Hebdroco have grown their business so quickly. So I hope you enjoy it. So, Brian, everyone has heard your story because actually, you did a talk, didn't you, at the show a few years ago, which was amazing. Which everyone came up to me afterwards and went, "Those two guys from Hempton Bridge, their talk was, their story is incredible." And I think the title of it was "How to Make a Million in Brexit Britain." So it was a bit clickbaity.
1: Oh, it was very clickbaity. <laughs> um, we, yeah, we we've been. I think we've been going about three years at that point, and I was just looking at the sort of projections, and it and it appeared. Um, that, yeah, we would hit about a million pound total turnover for those first three years on the first Brexit day, which I think it was the 31st of March, and I can't even remember what year that was, but it was, you know, before it got pushed back quite a while. Um, and we kind of wrote that as a press release. A friend of ours um, said, I'll, you know, I think this is a good story. Um, so we did a press release. But it was basically, yeah, about the first three years of the company And how we'd gone from an idea in a pub, um, just making uh, one model of trouser and grown the company. And there's also quite a lot of the change of the political climate around then as well. So from moving from localism being a really good thing, um, perhaps making in Britain and, and British made and all that sort of thing started to become a little bit toxic. That was quick it's been a fascinating journey, and you know still continues to be the 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 kind of po- what are your politics? you get asked a lot and we're kind of vague because we we're, we're not really we're not, we're not, we haven't got a flag we've not got a picture of the queen. flag right there's no union no. Jacks on your website. no, no um and uh, we, we're just about making stuff here uh made right here is sort of a phrase that we use a lot, and um, we've expanded now. So we've got stuff made as far afield as, I guess, Whitstable is probably the furthest south. Keith Brimer-Jones is making us mugs in Whitstable. Um, We have a carabiner, a climbing clip uh, that's used in our um, uh, D-Bad keychain. That's made in North Wales. Uh, Famously, of course, we make things in the Far East, um, that being Great Yarmouth which you were, uh, your face when I told you, you that the first time. You called me out
0: when you, oh, when you so, said that.
1: So, so- lovely.
0: So let's just roll it back a bit. So for, for the, so for those that want to kind of hear that original story, I do have the recording that you did of that talk, and that is a previous podcast. So they can, I will link to that in the show notes, so they can go back and listen to you and Ed doing your double act, doing you have your the video still of that. Anyway, of course I've got. Oh, I'd, a video. I'd, I'd love to see the whole thing because it was it, we were
1: quite drunk by the end of it, and it and it, the whole thing. I wrote the whole thing. I've been watching quite a lot of sort of Dave Gorman. Uh, and the way that he used spreadsheets and and sort of backwards and forwards. And it was essentially written as a, a sort of stand-up routine with a lot of callbacks and fun things. I had a lot of fun. It was
0: very much like a stand-up routine. So I have got the video, so I'm going to link to it to the show notes of this podcast so that you can see it and everyone else listening Correct. gets that yeah. backstory. So now, really, this is the catch-up two years later, because it would have been about two years ago that you did that talk at yeah. Make It British Live, the last ever Make It British yeah. Live so what's happened since and i always hold you guys up as like a storming success when people say well, it's really tough making in the uk you can't make it work financially no one mm. wants to pay more for products so yeah those are the those are the well, things i want to cover with you today
1: i mean i guess it has been difficult um and i guess we i always take everything one day at a time which is a bit of a flaw of mine because literally I wake up every morning and assume that nobody will buy anything from us ever again until that first order comes through. And then then I think, I haven't sold anything for an hour and then another order comes through. So it has been difficult, but I think at the heart of everything we do is we try and work with factories that make things probably like the thing we want to make. So when we started with trousers, we found a trouser factory and they didn't really make exactly what we wanted to make. But we were able to change what they were doing and work with them to get something that was more like what we wanted. And so we kind of evolved things a little bit, Um, working with factories who, you know, none of it is rocket science. Although I always say that rocket science isn't that difficult. When you're designing a rocket, you would send a rocket up and maybe next time you change something and if it blows up, then you do something else. And if it doesn't blow up, you keep changing things. So rocket science is an evolutionary process as well. So don't be put off by people who claim things are rocket science, because rockets, it's just like changing anything. So, yeah, we've just really ticked along, adding products to our range, finding manufacturers who can do nice things, um, changing cloth, changing patterns. um, And then we'll just trip over something. Or, again, it's something we want. I mean, the probably the, the most surprising one, I, I don't know, the,
0: the coffee. People were like, are you doing coffee?
1: I've just received my
0: shipment of your coffee, yeah. Oh, I'm glad. What's I'm, the name of it? It's got a catchy so, name. So we
1: have, uh, we have Black Lightning and we have Double Black. We have two blends of coffee. And, and that was because um, there was some kind of social media fallout with Ed's preferred coffee supplier. They got in a little spat with somebody about something, and Ed was like, I'm not buying from them anymore. Uh, and we found a local guy, um, sort of near Haworth, uh, just over the hill over there, and uh, that that works well on podcast, doesn't it? Just over the hill. Um, <laughs> we better
0: add an, a map to the show notes as well, then. And, this is uh, where Ebbdon
1: Bridge is. And uh, yeah, we we just went and did a tasting, so that was exciting. We did. I think by the time I walked out of there, I had eight double espresso shots in two hours, which is it's See, just. I- just incredible! Just, it, it, I knew it
0: was going to be like that. So we're recording this in the afternoon. So I've just gone for tea. I'm going to save it till tomorrow morning because it kind of yeah. it scared me.
1: So we so we made a coffee and put it on the site, and it's a really nice little item to, to add in. Um, so the coffee was great, but everything's just been it's just you know ticket on ticket on ticket on boots we did with William Lennon. I've got a couple of other footwear manufacturers that I'm sampling stuff with at the moment. Um,
0: Jeans was so really the thing is. Well, so I was just going to say what I think that you've done brilliantly is you found a factory and and wanted to, you know, make a product there and then you engineered the product to work with what that factory was capable of. You sold a hell of a lot of those first trousers. I mean, a lot of people it kind of goes against common sense, I suppose. Well, Why would you sell a bottom without a top half? You know, in old school kind uh, of fashion and clothing retail. Well, we have no
1: fashion background. We, you know, our only experience of of clothing is wearing it for over, well, nearly over 50 years now. Um, And so I I come from really a kind of product design. I used to be a bicycle designer. And again, people are, well, do you have to design a bike? Because it's got a wheel at the front and a wheel at the back and some bits in the middle. And, And so for 20 years, I sort of made a job just sort of changing the bit in the middle a little bit. Um, but because we got no real preconceptions about what a brand should be, um, I, I, there was a point where we only, we said we were only going to make moleskin trousers and then we added a belt and then we added some boots and then we added a jacket, I think then. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's just as and when, I mean, we, we don't have a belt anymore because the guy that was making them got bored. He, he was having to make so many that he he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. Um, we only started doing, I think, shirts last year. Um, yeah, that had that had sort of just dropped by the wayside. So we don't do a range. We just do stuff we want to make. Um,
0: it's just and then add- you buy a smaller amount, test yeah. it, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with a,
1: a, a company that just has a, a limited range of, of products. I mean, even if we look at, like, really big companies like Apple – don't sell a printer and that's because all printers yeah. are evil we, we know that all printers are evil and, and they won't ever work so if a- apple can't make one that works then all printers are evil but you don't have to do everything you can just do do some things um and i think the the thing for us is that yeah we probably confuse some people because some people probably know us as like a jeans company or a trousers company some people know us as an action blanket company i mean that yeah if you want to talk about let's talk about the action
0: blanket blanket um describe to everyone who may not have seen the action blanket what exactly an action blanket is so so, because it's not a poncho no no i've seen your (laughs) social media it's not a poncho it's an action blanket it's it's not a poncho how did that come about
1: so um uh, i think 30 years ago 35 years ago ed uh, acquired a blanket when he was travelling. Actually, in not not even in South America, it was in southern Africa. Um, in um, oh, now where was it? It was in Lesotho. That's what it was. He bought it from a Lesotho tribesman, and it used to be his festival blanket. And he cut a hole in it, and he used to dance around perfectly sober and entirely straight uh, at, at festivals. And the uh, the neck hole on it, he always had it in his van getting changed under after mountain biking that that was sort of our background we used to mountain bike a lot um and he got it mended uh about this time last year and and i said i'm sure i said he probably says it was his idea (laughs) but uh, you can have this one um how we should we could make those if we can find some sort of so we were trying to do it with cloth we bought some cloth from hainsworths in leeds um and we were trying to just use a length of cloth and sew it and edge it and it just didn't look right it, we we had gray cloth so we looked like ministers or you know clergymen it was terrible so we found a, a local guy who had some blankets and we said oh, can we have 30 of your blankets and kimberly at the bottom of the road she cut the hole in them and bound the tape around the hole and sewed on a couple of patches and we stuck them on the website and um it, we, we sold them all in three hours and so it, it was again one of those oh crikey this is good um and so yeah we, we just sort of, sort of rolled on from there adding uh, more blankets that the guy had in his warehouse and to, to the point now where we actually commission our own designs um and that we get them woven for us uh in huddersfield and uh, we sold two and a half thousand in a year so it, wow it's it's quite kimberly's happy you know she's she's sewing away um we've had to find that we've got another two factories making up for us now as well and it's just a really a really lovely thing it's not a poncho because a poncho is a south american garment and, and, and 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 that's you know it's very special to the people of south america and ours is just a yorkshire blanket with a hole in it um but it's a it's a lovely thing woven here you know made in the valley or made just over that valley and um yeah it's it's putting a, a whole new sort of customer base for us for people who want funny blankets they snuggling under because yeah, you said it, to it me sort of...
0: that you sell more to women than than men yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i mean that so you are been... a menswear brand first uh, well i guess i, will I mean we'll be we're doing just, women's jeans at some point i
1: really really want to do women's jeans but the you know we even we have problems fitting men in our men's jeans you know we we because we don't use any stretch fabric um you know the fit is a lot more critical with a with a rigid um denim and so even right now, you know, there's a guy who's been through probably four of our different cuts, and he really, really wants to get a pair that work for him, and, and they just don't. And he's not a particularly funny shape, but because he's used to wearing a stretch fabric jean and probably something skinnier than we can do and you can do in in, in rigid denim, he's like it's just not going to work for me because people have sort of got a preconceived idea of what they look good in. Um, Whereas actually everybody looks really good in our stuff, but it might not be the look that they want <laughs> so, so to do women 's jeans to get them to fit I, I, I think you know that really is quite a scary thing to to sort of go into. Um, I do wonder if dungarees might work better because I think there's less sort of waist issues yeah possibly, you know that because it 's all about that that you don 't want that gap at the back and, and possibly a dungaree might work better and oh. and that 's kind oh. of like um
0: that's Did we hear of, that here first? Is that an exclusive yeah, yeah. to the Make It Free Well, pretty
1: we, 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 haven't, we haven't got anything sampled uh, at all. It's just that's sort of because I've got a kind of engineering design background. So we, we sort of approach problems, yeah, in a different way to, to, to somebody else. So we sort of stumble into things and, and question why things are done like that. Um, and, and perhaps, yeah, sometimes naively get, get dragged into things that we, we're, well, if that's how it's done, then maybe we should do that it's interesting approaching um yeah. you know an industry with with quite fresh eyes sometimes yeah, naive, without
0: designing yes yeah, designing a collection yeah 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 you can go on about this I'm, i mean well it, that's because a lot of people come to me and they go oh i need to find a manufacturer and they show me a whole collection of stuff oh it's got to be head to toe it's got to be a whole range it's like no no i would like, say look at he troco
1: we um yeah, we, did, we don't have a T-shirt. We did have a T-shirt for a bit. We're trying to do some hats, but they're not going very well. Um, it's like
0: what has not worked? Because this sounds like everything that you touch turns to gold and, you know, I think 30, the, 30 the, action blankets in three hours. But the, what's not worked? The the thing
1: that we're, we're, probably has worked worse for us is trying to do too much in Britain, actually. That's an interesting thing. So we've had two really big disasters with British cloth. And, and the reason for that is because a lot of the infrastructure, well, all of the infrastructure for finishing cloth in terms of shrinking it and washing it and dyeing it and treating it, that's all gone. That's not here. So you've got not people... Not all,
0: but, yeah, near enough. Near
1: enough. And, and certainly certain- and certainly to get production quantities to allow you to make 200, 300, 400 pairs of trousers. It, it's probably possible to do it much, much smaller than we're doing. But we've had, we had really expensive, like, almost company ending amounts of cash that we sort of nearly lost quite badly with two yeah two models of three models of trouser actually um which was a was a bit of an eye-opener and yeah again you know it's that thing uh, that sort of goes back to then product design when you've when you've been designing bicycles that mustn't fall to bits you then have to apply the principles of testing and and Understanding materials that that you, you people in factories are like. Well, no, that doesn't matter. I'm like, well, shouldn't we test this raw material when it's coming in to make sure that it doesn't do that? Oh, so true. So um, that's
0: where MS When I back when I first worked for MS, that is actually where they were really good. They tested everything to like the nth degree to the point where if you were a designer working for them, it got a bit frustrating because nothing passed the test that you actually wanted to make. But that's why they could say that their quality was second to none because they had tested it to the max. All that has gone now with so many companies. It's, it, yeah, so it's, it's good that you're bringing that back in and you're bringing that
1: yeah, into we, clothing. Yeah, we, we, test, we test fabric. Um, we do quite a lot of um, testing on, on cuts, different cuts of jean. But the fascinating thing, on, especially on denim, is that literally five millimeters difference on a leg dimension, so on the flat width of the trouser, 5 millimeters on that can make a massive difference to your fit and you think you've nailed that in until your manufacturer then says yeah but everything's going to have a 5 millimeter tolerance anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> it can be it can be the difference between something looking really slim and something looking kind of straight-legged but then it might and then they'll wash it and something else will happen. It's a nightmare. <laughs> but it's uh-huh. uh, it, it's it's all good fun. We 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 like it,
0: I think. So one thing you are really good at is um i'm not going to use the word marketing but the way you (laughs) communicate with your customers because marketing's too traditional a word well Uh, i think the way you do you talk to your customers is i think it's really spot on you obviously understand them know what they're all about you know you're you know you know who your people are and who definitely aren't yeah
1: i mean the the, the fact is that yeah i don't sew anything ed doesn't sew anything so all we do really is we are a marketing company that understands how we want things to design and fit and what a range should look like. Um, so Ed, Ed actually has a drama degree. Um, he spent four years, he says learning how to be a tree and never really knew how to apply that until he, uh, he, you know, we, 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 use films, we use films and we use photography to tell the story of us, of what we're doing, of the manufacturers, what they're doing. And, um, yeah, j- just expanding and and showing behind the curtains and being really honest. You know, it's, it's great when you can just plow through business being honest and and that we are fallible. Um, that yeah, sometimes things go wrong, that things can get delayed, that my office is really messy. Um, and without having to have those layers of pretense and, and nonsense that some brands have, you know, very polished, everything is, well, we're not like that. And, and so I'm comfortable marketing in that manner. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my my Facebook my Facebook ad is 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 has just gone live. So that's what that is <laughs> like.
0: Brilliant. And oh,
1: we'll, we'll come on to
0: Facebook ads in a minute because you're pretty good at Facebook ads.
1: That's marketing it, it look, uh, action blankets to people who aren't going to Glastonbury. So so it. How
0: are you finding that audience?
1: Oh, you just typing you're you just typing Glastonbury Festival into Facebook and it finds people who like the Glastonbury Festival.
0: Ah, but they'll be doing some form of camping instead so they, of Glastonbury. They, is that oh, what you're like, assuming? So it, it, I think it says so, it, what did I write? It was like this is the festival
1: blanket for the. Sorry, another one. This is the festival. Another ad. The festival blanket for the festival you're not going to. So, little bit of little bit of humour. We'll see how that, that goes. It's good. Tickle, tickle that along. What um,
0: percentage do you of your? What, how much do you spend on ads? Obviously, so I've got to give us the exact figure. But you obviously <laughs> invest in. You invest in marketing, don't you?
1: I I heard that Red Bull, the drinks company, spend 30% of their turnover on advertising. Um, We probably spend about 10% of our turnover on advertising, which is, you know, very quickly starts to get an awful lot of money. Um, Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. So we probably spend more. Yeah, we spend more on Facebook than the pair of us get paid in a year. (laughs)
0: right i'm gonna go away and do the maths and try and work that out then but But yeah
1: it's a lot but it works so well and literally you can turn things off and they'll stop and then you turn them back on and it goes up again and it's a constant moving target um the way that facebook works the way the new apple ios works that's you know the blocking of tracking and things like that um Sometimes the the sort of figures you get back don't you can't really tell exactly what's going on, but you know you turn it off, it stops. Turn it on, it works. So we use Facebook a lot. We use a um, Mailchimp. We have a newsletter that we send about every week, um, and we also use a lot of Facebook ads to actually drive people to sign up into our Mailchimp newsletter as well. Um, we do Instagram posts, uh, which work. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Twitter's terrible. Doesn't, doesn't don't get any marketing at all through Twitter. But I've got friends who have clothing brands. My, well, clothing and accessory. My friend Ian at Trickit, He only goes. He only goes through Twitter. He does a drop once a week and regularly sells four hundred t-shirts in thirty minutes on a Thursday night. Wow! I mean, absolutely. From putting it on Twitter? From Twitter and a mailing list. So that's all Ian, Ian did for 62 consecutive weeks. He just did Thursday night drops. Uh, so then him and his dad pack everything on Friday and take it to the post office. He, he's great. Ian looks after all our knitwear for us in the UK, so socks and jumpers and hats. Ian sort of takes care of that for us.
0: So I suppose what you're saying there is you just pick up, pick one platform. Don't try and be on absolutely everything. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think and you I that in one on of your talks, talks before, didn't I? I, I think, think
0: you did, yeah.
1: Yeah, don't try and be across everything. Just... Just you know, do do things concisely. LinkedIn can be quite good as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. depends on it, it, again depends on your product. But then our product, you know, we always said people say who's your average customer, and, and we always say it's anybody that's got about a hundred quid. So you know, we we like we'll sell them a blanket, we'll sell them a pair of jeans, you know, we'll sell them a nice shirt, something like that. Um, and I really wanted our core customers. To to be sort of people that you know you're making a decent margin when you put that item in the envelope and send it
0: off. Um, yeah, because you're un, unapologetic about your prices, aren't you? You don't try and compete on price. You sell good quality stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, for it's, a fair price for everyone.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not possible to make cheap jeans in the UK. Uh, it's not. It's probably. Yeah, no cheap cheap jeans, and it's not possible to make cheap jeans in the UK. And so, you know, there's there's no point in trying to compete. I mean, even if I, you know, made terrible margin and everything, like, you know, made no money, didn't, well, can't, you can't do no advertising because then you wouldn't sell anything. But I wouldn't think I could get much below 80 pounds for a pair of jeans, cutting, you know, really cutting corners and using cheap cloth and everything like that. And still 80 pounds sounds an awful lot to people who are paying, you know, 12 quid, Eight quid from Asda? I, I can't remember how much Asda the, jeans are now. It's- there's a lot
0: of time. I remember when I had my own brand in the early 90s, we did make a jean-style product out of recycled fabrics, mm. and we still it still took an hour to make a pair of jeans, an hour, yeah. hour on labour for the jeans cutting, stitching, because there's all five-pocket jean has got a lot of stitching on it. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and so, you know, at that point, then you're getting people saying, well, you know, you're only paying people £9 an hour, so... Well, no, because it's a factory, so you've got you've got costs in there. You know, your, your car mechanic, car mechanics are like fifty-five, sixty pound an hour now, uh, and so you know, why why should that not cost the same to make a pair of jeans in a factory with all the machinery that that entails and everything like that? So, no, it, it one hundred and fifty quid for a pair of jeans made here, guaranteed, happy days. Any problems? Uh, tell us, and we'll, we'll sort. Another it out. Facebook
0: p- ad just pinging. just pinging. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> How many how many ads do you run at any one time? Got about ten
1: running at the minute. That's not that many, and we sort of poke around with them. Some are some we set up, and then um, we don't really use them much, except we keep them running on a really low sort of figure just to sort of tick them over. Because I don't want to get rid of all the likes and comments. And then sometimes we'll just change stuff and turn them up again. So yeah, that's that's. So
0: you and Ed are mm. somewhat of a double act, obviously, aren't you? That mm. you come as Brent and Ed. It's like um,
1: he's on holiday. Another... He, he goes on holiday, and I, I know ne- I that's never, why it's not. I never do. It's, it's so of... what I was going
0: to say, how do, how do you split the work between the two
1: of you? Uh, I, I do everything, and he stands around looking pretty.
0: He models, and he brings the, he, he brings his drama skills. He's in a lot of the the films. Is yeah, he? he
1: he's he's really good in front of the camera, and I'm terrible. Um, he is incredibly fussy and incredibly, um, no, just incredibly fussy. So he's, he's very, uh, he he notices fit really well and feel of cloth and does that really well. I, I sort of, am a little bit market tradery, so I probably would sort of smash stuff out a little bit. More than he he's would. He's more
0: your muse then. Yeah.
1: No. 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 That suggests that we're not equal. No. He, he's. He's
0: my. Uh, I don't know what he is. He's my. Um, uh, 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 well, he's off on holiday, so we can say what we uh, what we want about him today. <laughs>
1: he's my. I can't. I, I'd have to ask my daughter what the right word is. He's like my evil twin or something like that. I, How it,
0: do you know? Sorry. Had you known each other a long time before you had this mad idea in the pub? I met him
1: outside a bike shop on a very wet day about 15 years ago. And we went for a bike ride and have been mates ever since. So um, at that point, he was a a didgeridoo instructor. And I I sponsored him uh, to, um, there was a 24-hour bike race going on. And so I sponsored him. I said, I want you for the last hour of this 24 hour bike ride, I want you to hide in the woods and then chase people playing the didgeridoo because it will totally mess with their heads wearing an on one. That was the the brand I had wearing one of our T-shirts. And he did that. And I paid him a hundred quid and gave him a bag of beef jerky that I'd made. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we've been, we've been mates ever since. He's the, uh, he, 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 He's the only one who he just likes going to the pub a lot, and we just ended up in the pub a lot and that's yeah how this all started. He always promoted he used to be a mountain bike skills guide, so teaching people how not to fall off um He did that for a number of years I sponsored him through the bike company that I worked for, and he uh he always promoted himself with these these crazy films that he used to make, and so it was kind of obvious um that you know it was obvious I, 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 yeah. that you were going to be obvious together. that we would start a trouser company <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> did you have any other crazy ideas before you decided to start a trouser company were there were there other kind of potential business ideas together no nah,
1: nah, yeah i mean there was I, I i sort of did a little bit of bike design on my own and things like that and i think the thing that really put me off there was the thought of actually that 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 product failure, you know designing something and it snaps in half and somebody dies or somebody ends up in a wheelchair. That's why Ed was quite keen to get out of uh, mountain bike skills training because there was a case where a guy on a course had fallen off and broken his neck and the trainer got sued for you know millions of pounds. So we thought, well you know if 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 your trousers rip, you know all you're gonna get is minor embarrassment and a bit of grumpiness, you know it, it's not going to be a life-changing injury, we hope. So, um, yeah, I guess yeah, that it, it all makes sense to us um, how we ended up here. Like I say, I mean, I, it, it's not the normal way that people enter. And we were um, incredibly fortunate that because of the, the sort of industries that we've been in, the mountain biking, you know, quite affluent male um, sport, we were quite well-connected on social media. And so... That initial launch of our product, um, which very briefly was, yeah, moleskin trousers made in Hebden Bridge. Um, we wanted to sell a week's production to save, save the factory, um, and we sold 176 pairs in five hours at £95 a pair. Um, you know, that was it was crazy that we did that, but we kind of had the, 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 the backup to do that. Sat in your bedroom on your own trying to launch a product with no connection to the outside world. I think that's the thing. The thing that I really, uh, the marketing tip that I have to give people is to understand that people have lots of stuff going on in their lives and they really don't care, really, about your business. And your job in marketing a business is for a brief moment in that person's day to captivate them enough to make them give you some of their money that they've worked very hard for, for your thing, that they can see a picture of. It's a, and you have to build up that trust and you have to be really clear and you have to have a really good thing that works well. And and that's it. And there are thousands of things competing for people's attention every day. And thankfully, you know, every day, 15, 20 people buy some jeans from us and, you know, 10, 15 people buy an action blanket from us. And things like that and and it's really hard every day you've got to get up with that determination to try and get somebody to believe in you enough just get in their face a little bit the right amount so that they'll give you some money for that thing
0: yeah and I think what you do really well is obviously focus on that like you say you get up in the morning you think right what am I going to sell today you don't get up in the morning and think oh what product can I design today that almost happened what percentage would you say of your of a month do you spend designing versus marketing versus visiting factories and sourcing raw materials?
1: Okay, so I've just got back from work now. Um, So from uh, 10 o'clock till one o'clock, me and my daughter, it has been packing we've been packing how old is she she's 16 she's just finished her GCSEs uh, and she's um, well I've told Ed already actually he's now sacked he's not he's not doing any he, he used to do packing Grace is twice as fast as him and costs half as much so <laughs> um, we uh, we've done yeah about three hours of packing that then gets picked up by cargo Dale who are our local cargo bike transportation company they then take that to the post office. Um so before 10 o'clock from about 7 a.m. till ten, I was just poking about on social media and seeing what adverts are working and kind of stuff like that. I, I was sort of a little bit of kind of Twitter work, but only we use Twitter for sort of moaning about stuff. So yeah, this morning like I was, everyone does. This morning I was moaning about the fact that um I've tried to sign up. This is this is not I'm gonna I might turn this into a stand-up sketch. So I tried to sign up for something called the One Stop Shop, which apparently is what you have to do to um, allow you to ship from the UK to the EU after the 1st of July. There's something called the One Stop Shop. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, now, I'm not even kidding you. I managed to sign up for something that means that I can now operate a railway in Europe. So it's some some sort of uh, railway engineering system, which is also called the One Stop Shop. And, uh, yeah, no, it's (laughs) – I I, I followed all the right links. And this was after listening to some terrible seminar from HMRC. Was that? So I don't don't know what we're going to do. That said, I analysed all our sales into Europe yesterday, and it's less than half a percent of our sales are actually into Europe. Thank goodness.
0: Mm, Yes. Where are the majority – where are the other 99.5%? So uh, probably
1: 98% are into Britain. Uh, just Mm -hmm. just the UK, and there's a little bit going to the US and Canada, a tiny bit going to Australia, but, yeah, there's plenty of people to to buy stuff here. Um, Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll just carry on doing that for a bit. I'm not going to worry about it. Lots of people getting very, very irate, spending an awful lot of time moaning about how, how, oh, Brexit has stopped me doing this. Well, yeah, it has. So suck it up, deal with it, crack on, and then... You know, it'll get better, or somebody will come and explain it, or you can find somebody you'll you'll have to pay to make that problem go away. Um.
0: Ah. So, so where were we? So, so you so, said so, yeah, half your day. So you're you're fanning around on so, social media. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, what did no, you say? No, no, um, it's not fanning around. You see, is it? Because it's it's.
1: Every, no, it's and, not. And and if I'm on social media, just marketing. If I'm on social media, just just browsing. I'm equally like looking at how other people are advertising and thinking, that's great, I should copy that. Or, oh, my God, why are they doing that with those famous people wearing their product? That's a terrible advert that's out there at the minute from another brand. It's got all these celebrities who I, I don't recognize and don't relate to and think, well, are you paying them money to wear that cl- those clothes? Um, so yeah, just sort of observing. You know? You've got to observe what's, what's going on in, in the market. How are people selling products similar to yours? How are they promoting them? So I do a bit of that. Uh, and then when we've finished here, I've got to drive to Accrington to pick up another 50 action blankets from the Oven Glove Factory who have made the me factory. some. Because yes. Because, because Kimberly, Kimberly's mum has been ill, so she hasn't been able to make as many action blankets as we needed this week. So it's good that the Oven Glove Factory have made us some <laughs> this week as well. So a bit of that um, – And then uh, tomorrow, we've got a pattern cutter coming in, doing a bit of work with her. Um, So we have a pattern cutter once a week that we're just going through development. Um, We'll probably have another – we'll have a supplier over once a week as well. So we just got some new jumpers that we got in this morning. I've got a lovely red and black stripy Dennis the Menace jumper which I'd love to have, but the factory's booked up until next March. So I've actually ordered, Ooh. I've ordered jumpers. the a
0: factory in Scotland, by yeah, answer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I've ordered, yeah, jumpers for March and my production for next next Christmas 2022. So that's booked now, which feels really organised. I like that.
0: It is mad with, <laughs> uh, with knitwear though, isn't it? Yeah. So, um... You're out and about in factories all the time. because so, of course, I've seen your latest video with Ed mm. in his action banquet going through showing where everything's made. Yeah. And you obviously, you know, despite Covid, because a lot of people are using it as an excuse to not go and visit factories. You know how keen I am on getting into factories yeah. all the time. I, I mean, I think. Yeah, you, you're yeah. always you're always in these well, We were we were doing some stuff in Leicester
1: at, at the sort of height of lockdown. And um, and it was it was quite it was great just to be able to get out. The motorways are really quiet, and um, so no. I, I even when well, even when I was working in the bike industry, uh, you know, I used to get on a plane and go to the Far East and poke around, and and I would always go into the sample room in a factory and look at what's under there and what are you hiding and what are you making for them. And it's the same at, at any factory, you know. You 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 go and look what they're making, look what they've made. Oh, yeah, a bit like that. Can you change that? Can you change that? I think. The, the the worst sort of designers are designers that work in isolation and send out their great ideas that they've drafted on poorly probably on their computer at home, not dimensioned correctly, not sized correctly, not specified the fabric correctly. Um, I mean, I, I remember doing that as a as a uh, when I was having some stuff made at a local engineering place. I needed something making for my bike, and I sent them a drawing. And they were like, lad, you've you know, I put like the tolerance had to be to point zero 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 one or something like that. And it's like, is this going on the space shuttle? It's like, no. <laughs> so, you know, so working with working with companies, we've only just really taken on a pattern cutter in, in the last few months because we're working across so many factories and we just wanted to control stuff a little bit better and also to control um the tolerances and the fit and make sure the fit works across all the different factories. So to have a little bit more knowledge of that, that in-house is yeah. really understand. I think it's called getting your block, isn't it? Okay. So you under all our shirts have a similar length. Yeah. Weight.
0: Have you got, got your, yeah, yeah. Get, get, wow. get, your, get,
1: sort, you. get your sort of block. Now. And do
0: you go to, do you pick up the production from the factories yourself? getting to ship it to you do you where possible do you go and collect it when yeah 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 it, it, yeah i think that's so important it's a nice day out and um yeah
1: you know i, I don't like paying 10 pound a box if i can if i can go somewhere and have have lunch have somewhere i mean some great places to eat in leicester or blackburn or places like that um yeah trip out meet people shake hands look at stuff Measure to make sure things are the right length before you take them all back. We've had that a couple of times. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, bit of a bit of a cursory check. Always easier to do at the factory than at, than back at your place. Yeah. So yeah, out and about. Look people in the eye. Look what's going on. Make sure everything's fine. Um, I mean, I've I've never. I think no, never never walked into any British factory and found like absolute horror stories. I've done that a few times mm. in the Far East. Um, I suppose that's the real difference. When you when you see people in the Far East in bicycle industries, like sanding down carbon fibre with no masks on or anything like that, it's like that's not good. So I went Ooh. back. I went back the next time. They said, "Oh, we've got a new extractor fan." I was like, "Great." They said, "Yeah, we blow all the dust out and into the river." I was like, "No, no, that's <laughs> no, you shouldn't be doing <gasps> that." Yeah, that's the problem, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, gosh it's a bit of a fiddle so
0: what what are your what are the plans then for how long you've been going now five years is
1: it um five and a half as a small child would say i'm five and a half now yeah
0: five and a half so what what are the plans for the next five and a half years uh you think you'll be what what sort of products will you be bringing out next because you've done the coffee you've done your um action mat it's haven't you Your yeah i think,
1: I think that, that the action mat sort of came off the back of the action blanket and also the the sort of key ring that we did and we, we kind of have an outdoor background so so really we'd like to kind of move into sort of you know a nice rucksack travel bag that sort of thing um so i think we've identified a factory that we can we can work with really well on that um some more coats and jackets uh, we've got a couple of new factories working on some stuff for us there. Um, what else are we looking at? I, I mean, the women's stuff is is just really obvious to do. Um, but mm-hmm. like I say, I'm a little cautious about doing it because compared to what a lot of women are wearing, uh, you know, a heavy, rigid denim jean, which is what we do, um, you know, is going to have some slightly odd fit issues. And whilst there are people yeah. that would love that, you know, I, I really need, you know, a lot of people to, to love that, yeah. Um, and even some of the established players, you know, who who have been doing women's denim, still seem to be doing really, really small numbers of that. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, just kind of kind of extending stuff. We've we've got possibly some um, uh, extending the homeware stuff as well. So we've got uh, Keith Brimer Jones is doing mugs for us. We might do some more stuff with him. We've got some Yorkshire pudding trays.
0: I saw that yeah. on your Instagram. We're doing that with Silverwood, are you? Uh,
1: we're doing that through Ian. I'm not I'm not sure, actually, who that... So Ian, Ian, Trickett, silverwood? Ian, Ian Trickett is sorting those for yeah. us. Um, and, Brilliant. So, and so we've got the sample, and then that needs to be signed off by Ed, who considers his Yorkshire puddings to be the best in the world. It's his mother's recipe. He takes great pride in his Yorkshire pudding. So... He, I need to
0: get the recipe. And what ratio does he do of eggs to flour to be
1: uh, well, on the egg? Well, if we do this Yorkshire pudding team, because he's, yeah, he's quite specific, and so they're quite a wide, deep thing. So we'll do the whole, yeah, you'll, you'll get the recipe and, and everything like that. Um, the video. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All that sort of thing. So, yeah, seeing what we can do, sort of moving into cookware, um, that's all good. And just just yeah, adding adding more stuff in, more shoes. Uh, we've got a couple of different new cuts of trousers. We've got some shorts that should be ready. I think middle of November is is what we will <laughs> That's
0: like your knitwear that came out in um, yeah. March this year. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I think we just about got away with that. Um, yeah, because and... yeah, we had really cold May, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, they sold well.
1: They sold well. Mm. Um, but they yeah the uh, uh, hang on I've just frozen uh, <laughs> the, uh, 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 no gone
0: <laughs> let me ask you another question then so which UK manufacturer of any type of product do you most admire
1: oh I don't like that question
0: do you, do you not? not no Okay, okay so let me phrase it a different way. Then, Is, are, are there like any other brands? Brand? Oh, a brand. Yeah. yeah okay. We're all about other brands that make in the UK <laughs> that you most admire. Which are there any? or, or I, I think
1: who I really admire are the people, the true craftspeople who can just smash it out in their garage, in their workshop, and make a living out of it. My friend Owen. Yeah. Uh, at uh, oh, now hang on. I, I need to. I need to get this right because I would like. I would like. I was to. those
0: listening yeah, in, Brant is now looking in his little black book.
1: Right, my my friend Owen. He's facts? got a brand. He's got a brand called Gatefoot Forge, and he used to be a, a graphic designer, really good graphic designer, but he lost all his business at the start of COVID, and he got a slight interest in um, uh, blacksmithing, and now is doing um, so much business making sort of tripods to go over fires and fire pits and knives he's had to cancel uh, he's not taking orders for the next three months trying to catch up every every week he's shipping fire pits and these campfire tripods to america and stuff like that amazing it's absolutely incredible so people that can yeah just turn their hand to stuff like that and make really good world-class stuff now the problem with owen is i said you if you haven't got orders sorry if you don't need orders you're not charging enough Owen so you need to put your prices up and then it, then it's yeah. just handling at the level but yeah people like Owen people like Ruby from Hebden bridge Ruby Cray who makes beautiful bags Tommy who makes our belts we've got a couple of belt makers that we're going to be doing some little short runs with so we won't be holding stock but they're gonna we're gonna sort of put a sort of 25 30 piece production order in with them then they come in to us and we're just gonna sell them in a drop um, so we're not making huge amounts of money on that but we're getting them a nice order that they can sit there and plow through and not have to deal with 30 customers they just have to deal with me so so uh, those people and those people who are doing that and are really happy and are making a a good living doing that i think that's that's absolutely fantastic
0: yeah i do so uh i if, are there any final words that you've got to share? Any final bits of advice, Brent? Because I always say, I always hold up Hedroco as being a great example of how to launch a brand that's made in the UK without, without trying, to trying to go all to go out, out and do this collection, collection but, but do, it, do slowly. it slowly and steadily. What advice would you give to someone else that was thinking of setting up a company, start, start some sort of a start, apparel or accessory brand that's made in the UK? Yeah, start small. Yeah, add things in. Um
1: don't don't really believe your friends like likes and shares on your post from friends that's that's not really worth anything what you want is people who go that's great here's some money once you start getting that sort of thing uh that's great don't give discounts because you don't need to get your price right so you're making the right money i always say you need a bit of double it double your cost and and put your vat on at least um if you can't double you're in trouble that's what we say so yeah uh it's about selling stuff. This isn't, it's not for fun. It's about selling stuff and making money. It's all very well saying, oh, we're trying to save British manufacturing. At the end of the day, I haven't got a pension. <laughs> I haven't got another job. I need to make money to pay my daughter to
0: pack our packages for us anyway. <laughs> something like that. Brilliant. Well, my 16 year olds was looking for a job, can I send her up to Houghton Bridge? Uh, no, because Grace,
1: Grace will just, she's, she's so quick, she doesn't need no, it's nice, you know, I, I and that's it. I am actually paying Grace properly for her job, too.
0: Do you think your daughter will carry on working for, for you, like through the school holidays? She's 16 now. When she leaves school, will she she come and work for you?
1: She's off to do... Um, she's doing her A-levels next, so she's doing art. She really wants to be an artist. That's what she really wants to do. Um, but she's, she's really enjoyed that, so just that kind of quite menial process work, looks out the window, nice things. And... I think, you know, she's she's lived with me for, for all the time that we've been doing this. In fact, she, she's kind of why I'm doing this, because their mum got really ill and the children had to come and live with me. I've separated from their mum. They had to come and live with me. And so I couldn't keep going to China and designing bicycles and staying in five-star hotels and eating amazing food. Um, so I had to do kind of yeah similar design and marketing based here. That's that's. Really, why we're doing Troco. and um, she's seen us literally from crawling home from the pub with a stupid idea to like saying, "Flipping it, Dad, we've got fifty-five packages to pack this morning." But it's all right; I'll have them done in an hour and a half, and she had them done in an hour yeah. twenty. So that was good. Brilliant. So yeah, it's nice to nice to show the kids that yeah, bit of bit of grit and graft, and yeah. y- y- you can get on.
0: Definitely.
1: Um, and you know whether she, you know goes into art or, or or whatever you know how to market it's all about it's all about marketing it's just about marketing yourself or your product yeah. how she can market whatever she's going to do in the future hopefully so yes maybe one day it will all be hers um i better make brilliant. it probably better make her some jeans first though had not i awesome dungarees awesome please. dungarees yes i'll go and talk to her about that this afternoon
0: brilliant Ah, brilliant. Oh, oh, brad you've been such a fantastic guest Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there are bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British-made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.